Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Good morning. Welcome to the Vince Coakley Radio Program. It is Thursday. Hope all is well in your world. Lots of interesting things to talk about during the course of the broadcast today. You know, it's amazing what 2024 can do. I'm talking about the upcoming presidential election, which so far, so far, Joe Biden will be a participant in that. I still don't think he'll be up for it next year. I'll tell you what I mean by that, by a major decision and about face for this administration on a signature issue for Donald Trump. <gasps> How shocking. We will address that in a bit. And this is honestly a praise item as well. Sometimes just doing the right thing is the right thing. Novel idea, isn't it? Well, folks, the knives are out. Now that Matt Gates has successfully deposed Speaker Kevin McCarthy and created all kinds of chaos, well, they're coming after him. <laughs> we'll tell you what one Republican lawmaker is recommending. It's not very surprising at all. Is there a cry for help coming out of former President Donald Trump, an interesting early morning truth social post that uses a word that you don't normally associate with Donald Trump. We will delve into that a little bit later on. Also, this being Thursday, we do have a therapeutic Thursday for you on godly relationships. This is probably one of my favorite short clips I have ever found. And it may be life-changing for you about godly relationships. It's kind of interesting because when I explain this to people, I don't think people grasp what it really means. You know, people think about morals and values and ethics and that sort of thing. And all of those things are important. But it goes much deeper than that. Coming up, you're going to hear probably one of the best explanations I've ever heard in a short bit of time about the implications of godly relationships, the cost. But first, I want to put a smile on your face. This is kind of cool. Because I love stories about good fortune for others. I've got a good friend, by the way, who uh, we talk all the time, and he's always talking about how I seem to have good fortune, how things work out for me. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that, 
But one of the things that's cool is, even though some things don't seem to work out well for this friend of mine, I like the fact that he's encouraged that things go well for me. There are people, you know people, I hope you're not one of these people, who are dour because everything always works out well for everybody else except for me. You know, I'm going to go eat worms. You know, it's... You know, this is very much encouraged in the political and social atmosphere. The attitude of grievance. I'm the kind of person I love to celebrate other people's good fortune. You know, even if something doesn't happen to me, then who knows, maybe my day is coming. I love this headline in the Charlotte Observer. I just about had a heart attack. The North Carolina lottery player woke his wife with good news. Here's the story. A North Carolina lottery player almost had a heart attack, then woke his wife with good news. Matthew Shipley told his wife he scored a prize worth $25,000 each year for the rest of his life. Now Shipley, an avid camper from Newton, is excited to tackle his next adventure. We've been camping all over, he told the North Carolina Education Lottery. We bought a camper, and now we can pay it off. Shipley got richer playing the Lucky for Life game. He bought his $2 ticket online. Not amazing. $2. Later discovered it matched enough numbers to win big in the September 28th drawing. So I just about had a heart attack. (laughs) Then I woke my wife. To tell her we won. Instead of claiming the prize of $25,000 a year, Shipley reportedly decided to take the money in a lump sum. $390,000. His winnings totaled $277,896 after taxes. He beat 1 in 1.8 million odds to get that windfall. He plans to put his prize money toward more than just his new camper. He also hopes to finish his mortgage payments, add to his retirement savings. This is pretty cool. And we're very happy and excited for Matthew Shipley and his wife as they enjoy this adventure in this season of their lives. Pretty cool. You know, we can also say that it's good to celebrate things that are good, even when, frankly, bad people do them. One of the signature issues for former President Donald Trump was build that wall. You remember that phrase being used over and over again, build that wall, build that wall. And this became... An issue that rallied, really, millions of Americans who are concerned about the southern border. On the other side, as you know, it was the subject of a lot of propaganda and demagoguery. Suggesting that somehow we're trying to build a wall to keep people of color out. You've heard it all. You've heard the nonsense that this is something that represents xenophobia, racism... You know, we don't want more of those brown people coming in. 
the truth of the matter is, this has become a very real issue now for even more people. It's not just a matter of El Paso anymore, especially now that people in red states have been shipping some of these migrants up to ritzy places like um, <laughs> up to New York City and to Martha's Vineyard. All of a sudden, oh, we need to pay attention to the southern border. It's an issue now. And so what do you do if you're president of the United States and you have opposed this wall? Well, if you want to get reelected, because now you have some people ticked off in blue states, you better pay attention to the border. Coming up, you're going to hear about what has happened now, this change of heart. It's really not a change of heart. It's really a change of strategy. That's really important because this is not driven by heart at all. This is driven by pure political <laughs> mandate. If we don't do this, we're going to get our rear ends kicked next year. Coming up, we'll talk about what's happened here. As I mentioned, the knives are out for Matt Gates. It's time for vengeance. Really not the smartest thing in the world, but... Here you go. This is how some folks operate. That much more as we continue the Vince Coakley radio program. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Still to come to the broadcast, not only do we have the serious things going on at the White House, we also have, speaking of people being deposed, being kicked out, it's not just Kevin McCarthy. How about Joe Biden's German Shepherd? <laughs> this is one of the most bizarre stories I have never seen or heard of anything so crazy. How many times... How many times this dog, how many chances this dog has gotten? Just blows my mind. We'll talk about this coming up a little bit later on. That has to be one of the most bizarre stories for pets at the White House. I mean, I love my dog. I'll tell you what. And I'm not even in the White House. If my dog repeatedly bit someone, I'm sorry. It's on the way to the glue factory. I mean, it's, it's uh, I don't know, some people and their attachment to animals kind of um, goes beyond the attachment to people. Yeah. Any case, we have cause for celebration. 
because the Biden administration has decided to do the right thing, probably not for the right reason, but they're doing the right thing nonetheless. And we're talking about the border wall. As you know, this was a huge campaign issue for one President Donald Trump. This is really his signature issue. And he continues to be a champion on this particular issue. As we continue to see migrants flood across our border. I think it's important to say here for me. This is an issue of simply coming in the front door. You want to come to America? Come at the front door. And you get in line like everybody else. And I've said this before. Someone in Mexico should have no advance, uh, no advantage over someone from Africa or someone from Europe. Just because of your proximity, you should not have an advantage coming into this country. It's really that simple. So the Biden administration announced, and this is absolutely amazing, it has waived 26 federal laws in South Texas to allow border wall construction. This is the administration's first use of a sweeping executive power employed often during the Trump presidency. You know how much Donald Trump was vilified for doing the same thing. All of a sudden, it's perfectly fine. The Department of Homeland Security posted the announcement on the U.S. Federal Registry. With few details outlining the construction in Star County, Texas, which is part of a busy border patrol sector seeing high illegal entry. According to government data, about 245,000 illegal entries have been recorded so far this fiscal year in the Rio Grande Valley sector, which contains 21 counties. Here's a direct quote. There's presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States in the project areas. This is a statement from Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary. This, you know, uh, you might want to pull over when you hear some of the things that have been waived here. Because... These are things that are sacrosanct to the left. I mean, we'll forget people for some of these things that have been waived. Well, we have been forgetting people for things that are being waived now. The Clean Air Act, Safe Drinking Water Act, and Endangered Species Act. Some of the federal laws waived by DHS to make way for construction that will use funds from a congressional appropriation in 2019 for border wall construction. The waivers avoid time-consuming reviews and lawsuits challenging violation of environmental laws. Wait, wait, wait a second. This is a Democrat president doing this? Folks, you know what this is about. These folks aren't stupid. They realize this is a losing issue. And and believe me, this isn't about Texas. They're not going to win Texas next year. This is about Martha's Vineyard. Frankly, this is about Pennsylvania. It's about other swing states where people are very much aware that our border is open. 
Star County's hilly ranch lands. Home to about 65,000 residents, sparsely populating about 1,200 acre miles, uh, 12,000 square miles, actually, that form part of the lower Rio Grande Valley National Wildlife Refuge. You know, this is sacred territory. Although no maps were provided in the announcement, CBP announced the project in June began gathering public comments in August when it shared a map of the additional construction that can add up to 20 miles to the existing border barrier system in the area. So, folks, this is pretty significant. A plan to build a wall will bulldoze a barrier straight through the heart of a habitat. It will stop wildlife migrations dead in their tracks. This is a person concerned about the environmental impact. It will destroy a huge amount of wildlife refuge land. A horrific step backwards for the borderlands. That's from a conservation advocate. They've made the determination here. <laughs> these ideas, these concerns, be damned. They have got to follow through with this, which is why they're waiving 26 federal laws in South Texas to get this done. And I just say, great, let's get it done. Let's protect our southern border. Let's make America safer. And it doesn't matter who's doing it. I'm just thankful that it's getting done. Love to get your thoughts as we continue the broadcast. Still to come, a word you may not expect to hear from former President Donald Trump. We are still in 2023, but a lot of eyes more sharply focused on 2024 and the presidential contest coming up in just a little bit over a year. Can you believe that? One of the issues you can bet will be part of this conversation, the security of our southern border. Let's go out to a call in Fort Mill. This is Ed. Good morning, Ed. Welcome. Good morning. Am Take it I on away, the sir. air? You're on the air. Take it away. Oh, uh, I was in the business yesterday, and they said they loved Joe Biden, and they hate Trump, and they're Democrats, lifelong. And uh, we went into a different kind of conversation, and they said, if they can get a bunch of illegal immigrants, they're going to fire all their employees and bring on board illegals because it'd be a hell of a lot less expensive. You now mean they're boasting about this in the conversation with you? They're boasting about it. Yeah, they're boasting about it. My goodness. They're absolutely boasting about what they're going to do, and they love Biden because... He's bringing illegals in. Oh, my God. Some more cheap labor. 
Isn't it wonderful? Um, well, yeah. uh, thanks very much so, for sharing that uh, anecdotal <laughs> item there. It's not surprising. I mean, this is this has always been about cheap labor and free votes for the Democrats. You know, one of the things that I have spoken to for quite some time, and a lot of times people mischaracterize me because... Frankly, I find that so many people who are ensnared in cult-type thinking are unable to think logically. But one of my concerns about all of us, in fact, it kind of ties into next hour's Therapeutic Thursday. It's the importance of godly relationships. You know, and one of the most important elements of that is humility is recognizing I'm not always right, and I need to be adjusted and corrected. And and I was just reflecting on this this morning. (laughs) I'm going to say something that's kind of radical. I would much rather deal with a repentant serial killer than a self-righteous human being who refuses to have any measure of humility whatsoever. That may sound kind of crazy. Now, the key word in what I said was repentant. Repentant. That makes all the difference in the world. It frustrates me when I encounter people who really communicate the idea that they're right all the time and don't need adjustment or correction. And then people are going to come along and tell me, well, we shouldn't judge. We shouldn't judge. Anyway, I'm not going to tell you the headline of the story because I want to save the clincher in this piece. It's written in Mediaite. It's about Donald Trump going on an early morning social media bender. Continuing his ongoing tirade against New York State Attorney General Letitia James and Judge Arthur Ingeron. Trump opened the social media missives at 5.38 a.m. with a major, with a rather pedestrian political salvo, familiar to anyone who's paid attention to his victimized rhetoric. Here's what he wrote this morning. I'm running for president. Have a 62-point lead over Republicans. I am up on crooked Joe Biden, despite the Democrat Party's massive lawfare, weaponization, and election interference efforts by 4 to 11 points, but will do whatever's necessary to help the Speaker of the House selection process short-term until the final selection, and he puts this in all caps, of a great Republican Speaker is made. A Speaker will help a new but highly experienced President, me, make America great again. I'm getting nauseous already. Shortly after he took a shot at President Joe Biden, shared an AP News report, the Biden administration looking to relax regulations to build a border wall, adding, so interesting to watch crooked Joe Biden break every environmental law in the book to prove that I was right when I built 560 miles, they incorrectly state 450 in the story, of brand new beautiful border wall. Then he returned to the civil trial for the fraud case of which he had already been found guilty by Judge Ingeron for defrauding banks and insurers while building his real estate business. 
He says, I'm in a rat's nest of New York Democrat corruption. A reason so many companies are leaving New York, our racist attorney general filed a lawsuit whose facts and valuations are wrong. Like $18 million for Mar-a-Lago when it's worth perhaps 100 times that amount. Numerous other properties likewise. This is a political sham that never should have been brought. I don't even get a jury. Therefore, a radical left judge who came up through a Democrat club system will decide if not possible, it's not possible he can be fair. Every decision he makes has been a horror show. It's why I do the set-asides with the media to explain the case and what's going on. Our corrupt, racist, and incompetent ATAG Letitia Peekaboo James... Peekaboo James, considered the worst attorney general in the United States, refused to bring this case under the respected commercial division where judges understand valuations in real estate. This Trump-hating judge doesn't. The appellant division must intercede now, he writes in all caps. Trump has continued to hector, hector on about his lack of a jury trial. While the specifics surrounding his right to a jury are somewhat complex, even lawyers who have defended him in the past have argued he should have received a jury trial and didn't only because his current lawyer didn't request one last July. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So this was a mistake. Then he turned to A.G. James who he again called racist and incompetent, hitting the jury issue again before literally crying a word you don't normally associate with Donald Trump. What is that word? I'll tell you what that word is when we continue the Vince Coakley radio program. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So we're talking about this Truth Social rant. What is this, 538 in the morning? And Donald Trump uses a word you don't normally associate with Donald Trump. I start this paragraph again. Then he turned to A.G. James, who he again called racist and incompetent, hitting the jury issue again before literally crying for help. Ladies and gentlemen, he put this in all caps help the ridiculous ag case against me in new york brought by the racist and incompetent peekaboo james is being studied and mocked all over the world companies are fleeing and a highly political trump hating judge are destroying the image and reputation of the new york state legal system in courts i don't even get a jury all of this while murders and violent crime hit unimaginable records this is so bad for new york 
Help! It's in all caps, with an exclamation point behind it. The respected commercial division, where it should have been sent in the first place, must take over this S.H. show. You know what's intended here. Thankfully, Trump refrained from spelling out the word, the S word, in the most recent social media post, almost certainly out of respect for the highest standards of professional decorum he aims to uphold. Note the sarcasm here. Trump has increased the frequency of his social media posts dramatically the past few days, which makes one wonder if all of this is starting to get to him. I mean, he did literally just cry for help, right? I think it's intriguing that this is bringing this man to his breaking point. Can I just add here, for those who are inclined to very uh, childishly characterize me as a never-Trumper and all the other propaganda that has been coming out of this guy's mouth for years. I was just reflecting on this this morning. My heart goes out to this man. I, I think I've kind of explained this before, but if I haven't, you're going to hear it now. The more I think about this, I really believe this is a demonic conspiracy to destroy Donald Trump, but not in the way you're thinking. I don't think this is about the presidency, on the one hand, and on saving democracy on the other end. It's not. I really believe the demonic goal here is to destroy the person. On the one hand, you have cultists who want to use Donald Trump as a shot against the system to do something that he really cannot do. He can't. He doesn't have the discipline to do what needs to be done. So the people who claim to be supporters, friends, whatever, I my contention to you is you don't really care about the man. Because all of this unrestricted, unlimited support is the last thing this man needs. He needs correction. So... This is destroying him. Then on the other end of the spectrum, you have people who believe that he is the central focus of every evil that is set to destroy democracy. And people are obsessed. Hence, all of these cases. See, you're not going to hear this perspective anywhere else, I guarantee you. But I don't think all of these court cases... Uh, They're about flesh on the one hand, but I believe they're deeply spiritual in nature because I think the goal is to destroy this man. It's to break him in the worst way. So I think you've got two forces on opposite sides, humanly speaking, who are doing things that are not in this man's best interest. And it's all calculated in the spiritual realm, in the unseen world, to destroy the man. Unfettered support will destroy this man. And unfettered prosecution and lawsuits will also destroy this man. Both. 
If you think you're supportive of this man by hoping he wins and wins the presidency, you're not. Because this man, at at the heart of hearts, where the base of everything is, the man himself, this man needs help. On the supportive side are people who don't think he needs help. On the other side are people who don't care. This man has few friends, if any, who really care about his soul. And I'm not talking about where he goes after he dies. I'm talking about his well-being. And I think what we're watching is a demonic conspiracy playing out to destroy him. Those of you who are discerning, I hope you're praying for him, as I am. That in the midst of all of this, in fact, I want to make the time. Uh, If I can't find it quickly, I'll share it after the break. I have a good friend who is, frankly, left of center. But I so appreciate something she posted yesterday. Uh, I will have to find it for after the break. But she's right on the money. Because I know her heart, that as much as she disagrees with him, she has a heart for him. I'll share that. We also have, coming up after the break, we have Therapeutic Thursday. If you're interested in building a lasting, well, I can't guarantee it'll be lasting. (laughs) I'll explain that too. But if you're interested in building a godly relationship... You definitely want to hear what is coming next for Therapeutic Thursday. Also, new polling information out of New Hampshire. It's not good news for Ron DeSantis. And the knives out for Matt Gates. We'll delve into this and much more on the Vince Coakley Radio Program. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to our number two of the Thursday edition of the Vince Coakley Radio Program. I am scrolling through my friend's social media. Man, she had a lot of posts yesterday. There it is. Here's what she said. And again, this is a person who leans very much left. Who I have no question about her dedication to Christ. Which is why I have a great deal of appreciation for her. We don't have to agree on politics. Here's what she posted. Praying for 45 to become a committed follower of Christ, walking in a surrender and loving relationship with God. That's what I so appreciate about her. That's her heart for this man. 
There's no contempt, no anger, no bitterness. Just praying for fundamental transformation. And that's what I pray for as well. Nothing about hate or any of the other silly things that we get caught up in the political realm. Because those things at the end of the day are really not important. In the light of eternity, they will be meaningless. Absolutely meaningless. Let us get to Therapeutic Thursday. I just came across this this morning. I love coming across social media posts which are really um, very succinct in how they communicate things that are vitally important. I tell people all the time as I counsel people the importance of if, if you get involved in a relationship. In fact, recently I have a friend who, um, unfortunately, I disagreed with who had a past relationship that did not go well, decided to marry someone who is not a believer. I appealed to this person not to do that, to no avail. And I think people miss the crux of the matter. You know, you have a fighting chance. If God's in your life, you know, if we're in a relationship, God's in your life, God's in my life. This isn't a matter of ideas or principles. This is a matter of a relationship. He's going to be talking to you. He's going to be talking to me. He's going to adjust me. He's going to adjust you. If you take that element out, what do you have? When you've got an impasse, when you've got a situation where one of you is wrong, or maybe both of you are wrong, how do you get corrected? See, these are things that people don't think about because we get caught up mostly in flesh. But I don't want to upstage Preston Morrison. I have no idea who this guy is. I just know he posted this on social media, and it's right on target. Here is Preston Morrison speaking about godly relationships. Listen carefully. I think one of the reasons many of us don't bring God into our relationships is because deep down, we don't want to pay the cost, the price of admission to have godly relationships. It's hard. It's expensive. It's sacrificial. You're going to have a quarter three strands marriage where God's in the center of the relationship. Let me help you understand how it's going to roll. God's going to go, hey, Preston, don't talk like that to her. Don't say something like that to her. Preston, don't, don't do that. She asked you to do something. Please get up and go do it. In a quarter of three strands, this is what's scary. That when you're not doing something God's way, it is two V1. Them and God against you. Anytime I'm doing something that isn't being done God's way, he stands with them. He stands with Holly. He stands with Timmy. Says, Preston, sir, I, I can't stand on your side of the aisle right now because what you're doing isn't just wrong. It's antithetical to my ways. So just know, I'm not telling you, to, well, bring God into your relationship. No, I'm, I'm trying to help you understand how hard it is, how expensive it is. And that's why most people don't bring God into the center of their relationships. Because any relationship where God is not the center means the flesh is. You know how easy it is to be in a fleshy relationship? You just do whatever you want. You say whatever you want. But in a relationship where God is at the center, his heart is always that we would do what he asks, that we would do what he desires. You want help? 
If you're in a relationship that's experiencing relational separation, bring God into it, to the very center of it. The more important a relationship is to you, the more important it is to consistently bring the Lord into it. Wow. It's amazing how brief what he shared is. But his packs a punch. Gets right to the heart of the matter. Yes, it's very expensive. You know what's really expensive? Is when the Lord compels you to love someone who doesn't love you back. When the Lord compels you to reach out, to consistently love, to sacrifice. When the other person is not responsive. See, this is where the cross comes in, isn't it? This is why I said earlier, this doesn't guarantee that it's going to work 100% of the time because that other person could ultimately say no. That person can decide, you know, I don't really care what God thinks. That's the wild card in this. If flesh is at the center, you're going to get one result. One of the phrases I wrote down here is, God is in your ear. If you're in any relation, he's going he's gonna to speak to you. I like how he gave that example. It's like if he's doing something, engaging his wife in a manner that is not correct, the Spirit of God's going to speak. See, this isn't about just reading Bible verses and following principles. This is about having a living, vital relationship with God to where he is speaking to you in real time. And you're going to know right away sometimes. Wow, I just really screwed up. And he's going to direct you right back to say, Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? Without that, what do you have? People who just are committed to being right. And living in, quote, their truth. And you really got a mess when you got two people who believe their truth is the truth. There's no adjusting of that. There's no way to reconcile that. Really, all it takes is one person convinced that their truth is the truth. And that relationship is done. This kind of relationship is sacrificial because it means you lay down your life. You're committed to do it. One of the best pieces of advice I heard, I remember years ago, a pastor communicating, listen, he, he looked at my wife and looked at me and said the same thing. You need to do what God, you need to be faithful to God and love your spouse even when that person is not responsive. You're going to obey God no matter what. See, there's a cost to that. See, a lot of people, what, what do we want as human beings? We want conditions. that are, We want loopholes that will give us an excuse to bail out. That's what we look for. Because what do they do? What does that do? That pleases the flesh. When I don't get what I want, I have a right to leave. No. A sacrificial relationship where you lay down your life says, you know what? I have a right to leave. But you know what? I made a commitment, a covenant. And I'm going to love you. You're going to have to get rid of me. <laughs> you notice the contrast? That's the contrast. 
I'd love to get your thoughts on this therapeutic Thursday. Still to come on the broadcast. See, and I'm not saying this, and I'm not boasting when I say this. If anything, I'm boasting in God. There's content you hear on this program you're not going to hear anywhere else. You're really not. Like what I had to say about Donald, find evidence. Anybody else has communicated what I have shared this morning about Donald Trump. You're not going to hear it anywhere else. Still to come, we're going to talk about new polling in New Hampshire. Looking ahead to 2024, it's not good news for Ron DeSantis. We'll talk about it. And the knives out for Matt Gates now that he has succeeded in getting the scalp of Kevin McCarthy. We'll talk about this much more as we continue our Thursday broadcast. You know what drives me up the wall? I got so many things open. It's kind of like my mind. You know, these devices of ours are, they're, they're really expressions of our minds, aren't they? And I've got so many pages open <laughs> at one time. Oh, my goodness. Because I was hoping to share something someone actually sent to me during the break, which I thought was really good. And now I can't find it. It's driving me crazy. Well, if I come across this, I will. Be glad to share it with you. So, where else do we go from here? Let's talk about 2024. As you know, there are people who are very eager, mainly people with money, power brokers, who have decided Donald Trump is not the man to be the standard bearer for 2024. And they've got to find someone. Someone's got to be the person they can throw their money into that person's coffers to help bring it out of victory in 2024. Who is going to be that person? Now, for many months, it's been a foregone conclusion that person is going to be the Florida governor. But now, that is a question mark. Thank you, Ryan, for sending your text again, because now I see where that came from. I was looking all over. I want to go back to this, because I think it's important to share. Ryan sent this in. I was going to send this to you a couple of weeks ago. I felt like God was putting on my heart to wait until another day. Today seems right. This is the way our world is living now, in which you were just saying, feel free to share on air if you want, which I will. And it's from 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 5. There's going to come a time when people won't listen to the truth. This is from the Living Bible, by the way. But we'll go around looking for teachers who will tell them just what they want to hear. My goodness. They will listen to what the Bible says, but will blindly follow their own misguided ideas. Stand steady. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Bring others to Christ. Leave nothing undone that you ought to do. My goodness. Isn't this the truth? (laughs) This is a pretty good description of what we see. We want, you know, and you know what this is called? There's, There's a phrase for this. In modern society, it's called confirmation bias. 
we are inclined to believe things that are confirming things that we want to believe. And most of the time, it's that we're right. <laughs> that's, that's the confirmation bias. This is what I feel. This is what I want to do. So I'm going to look for confirmation that this is the right thing to do. And most of the time, it's very clear. It's not anything sacrificial. It's something, in fact, everybody else needs to sacrifice to conform to my will and my purpose. And when they don't, well, there will be hell to pay. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan, for sharing that and for sending that follow-up message. Let's talk about polling. USA Today has this story about a person who has surged past Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. As Trump maintains his lead, I skipped the person's name. Donald Trump has maintained a formidable lead in the influential New Hampshire primary. An exclusive poll shows, but a new challenger is emerging as his top competitor. The USA Today, Boston Globe. Suffolk University survey of likely voters in the first in the nation Republican primary finds Trump at 49%. This person is at 19. Though that gap of 30 percentage points is daunting, this person has surged ahead of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has lost the standing he once held as the dominant alternative to Trump. He has dropped 10% in this poll. Are you ready for the person? It's former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley. She's at 19%. David Paquette, 72-year-old retired engineer from Atkinson, New Hampshire, among those surveyed. Political independent. He likes DeSantis' record in Florida, is considering him as well. He has a lot of great programs that he's actually implemented. But he adds, I'm not 100% with Nikki. Just with what I've followed so far, she's the one that's closest to what I would like to see in the president. Mm-hmm. By the way, who is in this? Independents are permitted to vote in this New Hampshire primary poll. They make up 40% of the sample. 60% are Republicans. These voters split almost evenly over whether the most important thing was for Republicans to nominate a candidate who reflected their priorities and values. That's 49%. Or to nominate a candidate who could defeat President Joe Biden's bid for a second term, 47%. Those surveys split 48 to 45 when asked whether Trump's nomination was inevitable or whether some other candidate would win the nomination. Nearly 4 in 10, 39% said they might change their minds before the primary. But Trump supporters were more loyal than those for any other contender. An overwhelming 84% said their minds were made up to back him. Just 15% said they might switch to someone else. Joyce Briand, registered Republican, 62 years old, from Newport, New Hampshire. I trusted Trump last time he was out there. He did good for us, and I don't care what anybody else says. Trump might do some bad things. Everybody does. I don't like some of the things he says. He should keep his mouth shut sometimes. <laughs> But when he says he's going to do something, he does it. Well, that would be nice. But it's not exactly true. Anyway. Nikki Haley, the story out of New Hampshire. She is experiencing somewhat of a surge for what it's worth. Love to get your thoughts. 
Is this encouraging or is it nauseating? I know the answer for <laughs> some of you who are south of the border, who remember her time as governor. Still to come in the broadcast, we'll talk about hell to pay for Matt Gates. How dare he take away our speaker? We'll tell you what one person has to say about what he has done, the evil deed. And we'll talk about the first dog. I mean, how many people this dog have to bite before? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We will address that and much more as we continue our Thursday broadcast. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. You want to talk about a mess? Well, we see a mess unfolding in the house right now. You know, and this is one of the sad things. This is why I tell you all the time, everything healthy is about relationship and building healthy relationships. When that's not the foundation of things, you get, you get all kinds of chaos. This is what's happening now in the house. If you think it was a mess before, it's getting messier. We have this story. CNN's reporting the House devolves into angry round of retribution following McCarthy's ouster. This is to be expected. I think we told you yesterday, Nancy Mace, one of the folks who voted against Kevin McCarthy keeping his job. The story saying as Kevin McCarthy was on the brink of losing his speakership, some of his allies delivered a not-so-veiled threat to GOP Representative Nancy Mace. If you vote to oust McCarthy, the party might not be willing to help raise money for your race. The warning to Mace, described by a source familiar with the conversation, sign of just how seriously the speaker drama has rankled the Republican Party, with money often used as a powerful carrot or stick in Washington. Yet Mace, a Republican who could face a competitive race and will need a well-funded campaign war chest to win re-election, ultimately joined seven other GOP lawmakers and all Democrats to sink McCarthy. It's not the only repercussion. She can now face for a career-defining moment of defiance. Sources told CNN there's discussion among members on the Republican governance group about voting to kick her out of the moderate-leaning group. See where this is going, folks? This is getting so messy. So messy. And we have this. Obviously, you're going to have most of your aim, most of your ire at the person who is the ringleader. We're talking about none other than Matt Gates, who made an appearance on Katie Tur Reports. We have a couple of cuts here to hear what was communicated by Representative Mike Lawler. 
Never heard of this guy. He's from New York. He made an appearance on an MSNBC to unequivocally say, there's no question about this. They need to kick out Matt Gates. Matt Gates needs to go. Here's Mike Luller. Oh, I think he should be expelled from the conference, no question. Uh, he violated the conference rules by bringing the motion to vacate forward uh, without a majority of the majority uh, and teamed up with 208 Democrats uh, to remove a duly elected House Republican speaker. He undermined the conference, he undermined the institution, and he undermined the country. Uh, and he doesn't care. Uh, and so to me, uh, I don't really see why we would have him part of our conference uh, going forward. Uh, it's clear he's not somebody who's willing to work within the conference uh, and wants to associate himself more with House Democrats uh, to remove a Republican speaker. So uh, I certainly believe uh, that he should be removed from conference. What about the other seven who voted alongside him, side of him? What do you think of them? Uh, I, I think, unfortunately, uh, you know, some of them uh, were useful idiots in this crusade on, on Matt Gates's part. Uh, it was petty. It was personal. Uh, and it really, again, undermined uh, the, the conference and the institution. <laughs> Can you hear that? <laughs> useful idiots. That's pretty strong language. There's a lot of anger here, folks. They are absolutely furious that Kevin McCarthy's been taken out. And I get the idea of what he's communicating here because basically the message, and, and I heard this, you know, remember when we played the audio, um, well, last week, it was first Thomas Massey who argued this point, then we heard this echoed by uh, Congressman Jeff Duncan, and I believe it was um, Ralph Norman as well saying, you know, uh, we probably do need to replace Kevin McCarthy, but not now. And it was Mike Luller who, again, explains here the real purpose behind why the Republicans are in charge of the House now. And from his perspective, Mike Lawler believes that voters who voted in a Republican House have been betrayed. Listen up. Voters elected a House Republican majority to govern the House, to serve as a check and balance on the reckless spending of the Biden administration, $5 trillion in new spending in two years, uh, totally unsustainable. Uh, and they wanted us to do something about the border. Unfortunately, these eight individuals torpedoed the conference, uh, took out our best player on the, on the field, uh, if you will, uh, and, and created a constitutional crisis. Uh, we need to get a new speaker elected. We need to get back uh, to doing the work of the American people. Uh, holding this administration accountable, reigning in spending, uh, dealing with our southern border, which in my home state of New York has created an absolute calamity. You have the mayor of New York City saying that the migrant crisis is destroying New York City. The governor saying there's no more room at the inn. We need to uh, slow down the influx at the border. Uh, we have real challenges. Yeah. Uh, and this, this prevents us from dealing with those challenges. I think you're right. This is something that's going to be a sore subject for quite some time. And, and there's, 
no question around election time don't be surprised as you've heard with a story related to nancy mace there will be retribution for this don't be surprised if the republican conference members of the conference find themselves uh strapped for money and finding themselves at a place where the national party is not willing to help at all because this is seen as a betrayal so this could get quite messy. And we haven't even talked about what the race might look like. Who do we have so far? I think it's Steve Scalise and uh, also uh, Jordan, Jim Jordan, who have announced they are running for speaker. So it'll be interesting to see how that race plays out and how that can change the environment. I, I will say this. Whoever is elected is going to have to be very effective at bringing people together within the conference. And they've got to quell these fissures, and they've got to be uh, at a place that they are calling on folks to bury the hatchet. Uh, you've got a conference that's too small. You have two. Um, <laughs> uh, you just have a few votes. You cannot afford to have anybody who's off the reservation, so to speak. So it's going to require some really great wisdom to bring these folks together. Much more as we continue the broadcast, including updates on the first dog. <laughs> and this story really bites. I'm sure you know by now, I am a big, big dog lover. I am. In fact, my wife used to tease me all the time that she's like, you're the only person I know that recognizes the name of people's dogs and you don't remember the person <laughs> and that i plead guilty to that so many times i know the dog's name like who is that person again it's always funny and of course i have a great deal of appreciation for my own dog who is how old is she now is that 2011 she's 12 now latte my crazy ever escaping siberian husky UK Daily Mail has a very comprehensive story on the misadventures of Commander, the Biden's German Shepherd. It's not a pretty story at all. We've now learned the dog has been removed from the White House after Daily Mail's exclusive photos show him biting a staffer as the first dog is accused of more attacks. Two-year-old German Shepherd. Dog confirmed to have bitten at least 12 times. 12, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, it reminds me, when I was growing up in Indianapolis, there was this dog across the street I now know to be a chow. And I used to be afraid to go out to the mailbox because this thing would chase me. You go out to your own mailbox and the dog comes running. The dog bit several people. And as I understand it, even after we moved from Indianapolis, I learned there were a couple of other people who were bit by this dog. Dog finally died of natural causes, ultimately. But there were warnings. You know, one more time, one more time. Please. Anyway, Commander. Confirmed to have bitten at least 12 times, according to the Secret Service. But even CNN reports that number is actually higher. Dailymail.com on Wednesday obtained exclusive photos showing the dog biting the superintendent of the White House grounds. Isn't this crazy? 
This is the second time the Bidens have had to rehome one of their beloved German shepherds due to aggressive incidents. Commander, two-year-old German shepherds, bitten people working in the executive residence, along with White House staffers, at least one person had to be treated at the hospital. On Wednesday, two sources told CNN there have been far more biting incidents than officially reported. DailyMail.com published exclusive photos showing the dog biting the superintendent of the White House grounds. And it's now been confirmed commander has been taken away from the White House. <laughs> it's taken all of this, ladies and gentlemen. Isn't this crazy? The president, the first lady, care deeply about the safety of those who work the White House and those who protect them every day, according to Elizabeth Alexander, communications director with the first lady. They remain grateful for the, for the patience and support of the U.S. Secret Service and all involved as they continue to work through solutions. Commander is not presently on the White House campus while next steps are evaluated, I would imagine. White House sources on Monday made the assertion Commander targets members of the president's security detail because of their unfriendly expressions. <laughs> My gosh. Oh, this is just unbelievable. One staff member, Dale Haney, not part of Biden's security team, was simply playing with the dog. This apparently happened a couple of weeks ago. Just playing with the dog. <laughs> uh, so they have pictures from September 13th showing the two-year-old German shepherd sinking its teeth into the groundskeeper, Dale Haney's left arm. Boy, that's lovely. Images have emerged after reports Monday revealed Commander had bitten a Secret Service agent who later required medical attention. The moment we told you about was captured by a tourist in the White House gift shop who unwillingly caught the bite on camera while taking pictures of the dog. The visitor who asked not to be named recalled, I was really just wanting to take pictures of the dog. It's the next best thing to seeing the president after all. In fact, it's probably better to see the dog than the president. Did I just say that? I'm sorry. Commander was bouncing around. He seemed very lively, high-spirited, and playful. He's a good-looking dog. I'm sure he is. I only realized he had actually bitten the groundskeeper who was out there with him later when I saw the picture with his teeth quite clearly round the man's wrist and arm. The East Wing brushed off the incident and insisted Commander was just playing with Dale. We spoke to Dale about the picture. He said Commander was being playful and there was no bite, no pressure, or teeth on his skin, no mark. Just some dog slobber, according to Elizabeth Alexander. Do you believe her? Anyway, Commander has been moved on. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm knowing these people, I wouldn't be surprised if this dog makes an appearance back at the White House. I mean, how many times? How many times have they <laughs> have they said, Oh, yeah, we've moved the dog away from the White House. Yeah, whatever. Time for us to quickly take a look at the day in history. Bernie, how are you today? Vince, I am fantastic. It's Friday Junior, man. Friday Junior. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Or Friday Eve. Friday Eve, One yes. of those. Yes, yeah. yes. We have a total of eight items in our look of the day in history. Alonzo T. Cross is the guy's name. He patented this particular product. 
that uh, a lot of people use every day to write with. Or would it be what the pencil? It? It's actually the ballpoint pen. Oh, the ballpoint pen. All right. Uh, I don't know if you you probably have not heard of cross pens. I have not. They're supposed to be really important. 1921, this all-important baseball event broadcast on radio for the first time. The most important baseball event. For the World Series events. The World Series is correct. 1947, Harry Truman, the first president to address the nation on television. 1961, Breakfast at Tiffany's premiered in New York City. 1970, this um, government network, I'm trying to uh, describe this without using the words, was established. It's probably where you watched Elmo and other... Oh, PBS. PBS. Yeah. 1970 is when that was established. Relatively new. Yeah. 1989, this guy won the Nobel Peace Prize. He's probably the guy most associated with peace. An Eastern guy. He's uh, a... Uh, I don't know if, what he would be called other than a philosopher, uh, whatever. Would it uh, be the Dalai Lama? You are absolutely correct. Right. 1989 is when he won that Nobel Peace Prize. 2011 is when Steve Jobs passed away. And 2017, still talking about this, New York Times published bombshell investigation into allegations against Harvey Weinstein. Mm. And the curiosity about that subject continues to this day. That is actually all the time we have for the broadcast today. We thank you very much for joining us, and Lord willing, we're back tomorrow at the same time. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you.